Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Body and Mind Strong podcast. I'm Renee, your host and integrative fitness coach. We are on episode 22 today, and I have a special guest who is a fitness professional, coach, and author. Welcome, Ryan Andrea. Good morning. Good morning. I am so glad you came on. This is exciting. Because um, for those to let you guys all know, we met actually through social media and I was scanning through her Instagram and I noticed that you actually have your hands in a few big things going on right now. So I totally wanted to have you on. Very nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So why don't we start telling us a little bit first about yourself and we'll go into later about those big things that you're into. So, Oh, sure, sure. So uh, my brand is called The Physique Athlete. Um, Mm -hmm. As you stated before, my name is Ryan Andrea, and I specifically train um, my clients who want to develop a physique, who want to shape their physique, um, and we do that through strength training, aka bodybuilding. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't have hesitant to use the word bodybuilding because I don't want to scare anyone off, but essentially Mm -hmm. at the core, the core of the training is absolutely that. It's strength training with weights. That is the primary focus, and that's, that's the the core of my work. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because as soon as you say body bodybuilding, people just, mm-hmm. like, especially ladies just think of like getting really bulky and getting huge and they're afraid to strength train, like lift any weights because they're afraid they're sure. going to get huge. And sure. And I'm like, you know, if it was that easy, I would totally be, oh, you imagine what I would yes. look like now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, right. Right. <laughs> I lift, I lift five days a week. I, I could have, in my dreams, you know, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Cause like, I think I kind of build muscle a little bit easier because I have a slower metabolism, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, I have to work hard for what I got. You guys, you know, don't even worry about bulking up. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Nice. Okay. And so you, the clientele that you like to, is there any kind of specific like niche you like to work with? Oh yeah. I think my favorite would definitely have to be newbies. People mm-hmm. who are new, brand new to the gym, who probably, you know, some sport experience, probably middle school or high school. But mm-hmm. after that, you know, life kicks in and you get busy. And so the people who are coming back to the gym after experiencing a sport or not, I would definitely say those are my favorite people to work with because, you know, you read studies that say, you know, every decade you lose X amount of muscle, you know. So yeah. a lot of the times, clients come to me and they think it's over, you know, and it's like, wait a minute, you have another 40, 50 years left to live. It's not over. We're just maybe starting over in a different place with a different body, with different hormones. But I really enjoy working with those people who are coming back to the gym, especially after a long hiatus. Oh, yes, definitely. I know I've had a few that were in that situation and it's kind of cool just to watch them get excited about what they can do then because it's all new and they're like, check this out. Yeah, so, it's almost like it's like discovering th- this brand new body that they didn't they, they forgot they had or they didn't know they had. I, one of my favorite exercises definitely to work with my female clients is the leg press, you know, because <laughs> the guys kind of look over. They, you know, they give side eye and they're looking like how many 45s are on that machine. But it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 an empowering machine because mm-hmm. I especially females find they can lift, you know, probably over 200 pounds the first time out on the leg press. So that's one of my favorite exercises to work with, especially with my new clients. 
Nice. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. do you have like a memorable client, someone that just kind of blew you away or yeah. Or maybe some ladies that you've worked out with around. Mm -hmm. Memorable. I would say in, in a way that client came to me and she had tried several different things. Um, we were trying to fix a pattern, a, a pattern that was off from her lower back into her glutes and into her hamstring. So basically the entire backside of her body was just off. And she tried all the things. She tried yoga. She tried physical, uh, physical therapy. She tried Erosti. She tried so many things. And we started working together on the foundations just you know a simple glute bridge very basic things and about 90 days later she said ryan this is the only thing that has worked so memorable in a way that strength training helped her in a way that no other exercise like the entire spectrum of fitness hadn't until she came into the gym and we were able to straighten out that pattern nice nice Okay, and I also want to say you mentioned when I spoke to you briefly the other day, you mentioned an older lady that. I oh yes, <laughs> I, I want you to tell that one because I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. What part of the story do you want me to tell? tell what, what do you? What part? What part do you want? It was what was it? It was just the part where you were. She was just like I think it was um, pull-ups that she was just oh, yeah. going to town, and she oh, just. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I, I when I started, I started personal training. I started working at a small locally owned gym. I mean, on a busy day, we would have probably 10 people. Mm -hmm. The really special thing about this gym was most, most of the members were over 50, uh, probably 55. So I was one of the youngest people working out there, you know, and I would see these people doing amazing things. You know, you don't know how old any of them are, but I remember somebody coming over to me and whispering and saying, oh, she's 68 years old. And, you know, I'm looking around the gym like, who's 68 years old? Who, who are you talking about? And I'm like, that lady right there on the pull-up bar. And she would, she would be uh, excited if I say her name. So her name is Jeannie. And she's 68 years old. And she warms up with 25 pull-ups. That was her warm-up. And I think <laughs> in that moment, I distinctly remembering and saying, this is something I could be doing for the long haul. You know, mm -hmm. you know, at the point I was watching her, I could probably do a pull up and a half, you know, and at 68, she's knocking out 25 for her warm up. That's totally what made me transition into becoming a personal trainer and saying, you can do this for the long haul. Being mm -hmm. frail and sedentary is doesn't have to be an option. You don't have to do that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I love stories like that. I just, I mean, that totally just blows me away. I love hearing stuff yeah. like that. It blew me away. It blew me away. I, I, it's, it's pretty cool too. We keep in touch and I talked to her last week, actually via text and, you know, I'm making sure she's still doing those, like that's, I aspire to do that. So she has to keep going for me. <laughs> nice. Okay. So a little segue from personal training, you went in sure. and decided to start doing a bodybuilding show. So, sure. Yes. Yeah. So what made you lead go into that direction? Really, really, I didn't choose it. 
uh, my coach chose it for me. And that's something that I will always say, I did not, that was not my choice. I had mastered, you know, the eating six times a day. I had mastered the routine of going to the gym. You know, I, I, I had to be at the gym at 5.30 p.m. I would get off work and go straight to the gym. Do not pass go, do not stop, nothing, you know, go straight there. And I had, I had really just kind of found a rhythm and found a routine. And my coach said, you need a challenge. Like you're, you've got, you've got this part. Now let's take it up a notch. And that's how I transitioned into actually competing. Um, it was not my idea. It was my coach's idea. She said, we're, we're going to do this. But, and at the end, I'm, I'm very glad she pushed me in that direction. So which class, uh, not class, uh, category, is it? Category, did oh, you do? category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Categ uh, category or division. Mm -hmm. uh, I started in women's physique um, and there, there are different divisions. There's women's bikini, there's women's figure, there's women's physique, and then women's bodybuilding or classic bodybuilding. And as the divisions um, go, the more muscle each division has. So bikini is a slightly softer look, uh, the bikini athletes still work very hard. Um, mm -hmm. Don't let the word soft, you know, confuse you. They had just have a softer look from the judging criteria, uh, really? round delts, um, higher, uh, higher, tighter glutes. Women's figure, that division also wears heels. Women's figure wears heels also a tad bit more muscle. The posing is a little bit different also. Um, and then when you get to women's physique and women's bodybuilding, you are looking at much more muscle development i.e. time mm -hmm. in the gym, muscle development, more conditioning, meaning bringing the body fat a lot lower than you would for women's bikini or women's figure. And women's bodybuilding and physique don't wear heels. Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. And they, they come out with, just recently started coming out with a new division, uh, wellness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was thinking wellness was going to be a little bit more like figure, but I think it's more like bikini, just thicker thighs, if if I'm understanding it correctly. That's that's a really good definition, I would say. Um, <laughs> um, so depending on the organization you compete in, you have women's, it's wellness um, or shape. And absolutely, those divisions opened up for uh, the, the South American athletes, you know, who, who are naturally just genetically put together quite differently where you do, like yes. you said, you have thicker thighs. You were just born like that. Mm -hmm. um, you were born with more muscle mass on the lower half. And no matter what you do, your lower half just continues to outpace your upper half. Mm -hmm. And so divisions were created for athletes like that. Everybody gets a chance in bodybuilding. So actually very grateful for organizations for recognizing those differences in physiques and not trying to force a physique into a category just because this is all we have. All we have is figure. So yeah. those divisions opened up for, for athletes like that. Nice. Yeah. Cause I actually have a small little goal of actually hitting on stage and I was okay. doing it <laughs> and then I just let okay. myself like, I messed up. I, I messed up. So I'm back on track trying to get there maybe for 2022. And I'm kind of like, do I go wellness? Do I go figure? We're going to have to see what my body does. And so, Absolutely. and this is funny. I was, um, 
the other day, all of a sudden, I, I tried to do one of the figure poses and my mm-hmm. laugh just popped out. And I walk over to my boyfriend and I was like, check this out. And I popped him out. Yeah, yeah. They, they do appear. They appear at strange times and strange places, don't they? Yeah. And I was just strutting. I'm like, see, you don't see him now. But boom, look at him. That's right. And I think what you just hit on is the importance of learning to pose your physique mm-hmm. and learning when to do that. When is the appropriate time to flare your lats and mm-hmm. draw your abs in? Because it's not always, yeah. and so that's yeah. You hit on that right there. You hit, you got it. <laughs> so and I'm just learning, and I'm just slowly watching things and learning, which mm-hmm. really intrigues me because I saw that book that you created that came from this journey of going getting on stage for you and. Absolutely. Um, Yes, I've already checked it out. So, I tell us a little bit about this book. This book was exciting when I saw it. Absolutely. The title of the book is 16 Weeks uh, The Physique Athlete's Guide to a Perfect Prep. The book came. Stop you really quick just to lay it For those who are watching on YouTube, I'm going to try to do a share screen and show you guys uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, she has it too? Yeah. Nice. There there it is right there. Yeah. So, go ahead. I think I, I think I'm gonna back up a little bit just because you have it there on the screen. Um, one of the really important things it was important for me to capture in the book, and I did my best to capture this on the cover. That here you have the gym, the weights, the water bottle, you know, the towel. You do this grunt work in the gym. You have on the hoodie and the baseball cap, you know. But mm-hmm. that 16 weeks is in glitter on purpose. You know, that 16 weeks is in glitter under that stage light on purpose because you have to make that transition from that semi-sedentary before picture mm-hmm. to, you know, 18 months later where you have a metal medals around your neck and you're getting to eat donuts. Okay, so the content of the book is what happened in the middle, you know? The book intentionally talks about topics like, should I bring my kids um, the right suit, how to pick the right suit, how to pick the right coach from the beginning. It talks about some of the technical aspects of the sport, like mandatory poses. What are the mandatory poses for wellness and shape? Are they the same as bikini, even though it looks like the girls, the athletes are the same? You know, so it's a lot more specific to the technicalities of the sport, the actual sport, and not just lifting in the gym and eating chicken and rice. Yes, nice. So what made you decide to write this book? Oh, that's great. Uh, It started honestly as journal entries. Mm -hmm. The book started as journal entries. I journaled every single day during prep and the journaling was definitely, it was an outlet. Going through prep, you're learning things about yourself that you may have never realized. There are things that, for me at least, and I've talked to other competitors that come up from your past that you work up and work through during prep. It is not as easy as it looks. It it is not just as shiny and glittery and tan and, you know, sparkly as it looks. And so it was really important for me at first to just capture those journal entries for myself, you know, and I go back and read them and, and really some of the journal entries, I'm like, why am I doing this? This is horrible. Like I was doing my, my cardio and I kicked the rock as hard as I could because 
I didn't want to be out there, you know, but it was good to read that, you know, read that and say, okay, but you also won and now you have a book. So you kept going, you know, so it was really important, but that's how the book started. It started as journal entries. And I like how you mentioned it's, it's, you didn't say not as pretty, but not as glamorous as, you know, if you jump on YouTube, you're going to see all these videos and you always see the end results and it yeah. looks like yes. it's just a great thing and it's not. Yes. And it is a tough journey to get there. It's a long and it's a slow process and it doesn't happen overnight. And yeah. I think one of the most, what I found, um, you know, I'm, I'm on the internet at night you know, like other people, you know, I'm looking in the groups, I'm reading information, I'm seeing comments, I'm seeing posts. One of the most underestimated aspects of coming from the gym and just doing your lifts to the stage as a beginner is the technical pieces in the middle, is just learning to pivot, you know, and not pick up both feet, learning to pivot, learning to pivot in heels learning how to flare your muscles, mm -hmm. learning how to, when to flare your muscles, where to look, all that stuff is a part of the show. That's a part of why the girls look so shiny and glamorous and pretty, but it's also learned. And that's one of the things that the book, I really, really tried to capture that in the book. You will not find a single meal plan. There's no talk of macronutrients. There are no pictures about, you know, look at my great meal prep on the counter. It is, it is really, you know, athlete check-in. What should you, what should you expect at athlete check-in? Who's going to be there? How should you behave? That kind of stuff. Nice. Interesting. And yes, you brought the heels. That is the one thing that kind of <laughs> terrifies me. Um, I normally walk in block heels that are like maybe two inches and that's sure, and sure. I don't get like four inch heels. And I'm like, well, first it's going to be sweet. Cause I'm going to make be six feet tall, but okay. <laughs> I have to walk on stage in front of people on them right. and look smooth. <laughs> yes. 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 One of the things I mentioned in the book is since you, you brought up the stage and the heels, um, if the organization at Athletes Check-In, they may offer the opportunity to walk the stage. Take the opportunity to walk the stage. Take every opportunity given to you. Don't feel like, because I felt like this, I'm speaking from experience. I felt like, oh, if I go up and walk on the stage then everybody's gonna think and they're gonna look at me and they're gonna, yes, go walk on stage. And I say this because there's tape on stage and carpet and tape and tape that's lifting in heels don't always go together very well. So, so take the opportunity to walk the stage that you'll actually be on in your heels. And so you know where your public enemies are. You know, that lifting tape is definitely a public enemy. <laughs> nice. That's good to know. I've never heard that yeah. one before. Yes, 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 yes. Please walk the stage. <laughs> nice. Okay. And it's interesting what... I'd also like to let other people know, and you mentioned this before. I mean, she is a personal trainer, yet she has a coach to go through this process. You know, she even had a coach prior to this process. So, yes, coaches have coaches as well. So um, I always like to yeah. point that out. Yeah, I, I love hearing you say that because I find, you know, in any sport, you know, if you or any any field, actually, you know, you read peer reviewed journals. You know, mm -hmm. you have a degree in history or nursing or you have peers and sometimes, 
you know, when I talk to clients and I mention my coach, they, you know, you have a coach. Of course I have a coach. I better have a coach. You know, how, how do I keep 22 or 30 of you all in line if I don't have a coach? You know, I, I think that accountability on all levels is important. And that's one of the questions actually in the chapter called pick the right coach from the beginning. There's a list of questions that I have that you should be asking your coach. And that is one of them. Do you have a coach or a mm -hmm. very peer mentor that you talk to about things? It's important. It is. I totally agree with that. And part of it also is from what I've heard. And, you know, for those who've been on a diet, when you really get kind of strict, you know, you don't always think that yeah. clear. And from my understanding, the closer, closer you get to stage to get on stage, the more brain foggish you get, the harder it gets. You need that support. You need someone to be like, no, you're fine. You're doing fine. Let's go this way. Or. Yeah, um, I agree. No, just kind of supports you as well. So, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Nice. Um, right. <laughs> I remember having a breakdown with my coach in the gym and I think I just, I just burst out in tears and I was like, I, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I was what, two weeks out, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> two weeks out. It's like you've come 14 weeks or 18, you know, 16 weeks and now you're done at two weeks. Give me a break. But it was, it's good to have my coach. She stood there and, you know, read me my rights and said, you're going to do this and you're going to be fine. Nice. All <laughs> right. For someone who's brand new to the scene for a bodybuilding competition, what would be the one thing you would, well, you've mentioned one already, which I really love the stage. So that would be one thing you would advise. Would there be something else for someone who's brand new? For brand new. And let me, let me clarify brand new, meaning like haven't even stepped into the gym or they've been in the gym and now they want to compete. Second part. But. All right. They've been in the gym and now they want to compete. I would definitely say to them, get clear on why you're competing. If you're, you know, there is a piece of self mastery that is, you have to have it to compete. So are you competing for self mastery just to say, I can do it just to say, look, look what I can accomplish. Are you competing to take it to the professional level? Are you competing as a hobby to keep yourself in shape? You know, get clear on why you're doing it. And once you know why, then move forward with then what track you're going to go down. There is a, there's a chapter in the book called um, natural, natural versus not natural. And I remember my coach talking to me about what kind of athlete I was gonna be. That was something I never thought of. I never thought of not being natural or if I had the choice to take and I never thought of it. So that's something that you want to think about. What kind of athlete are you going to be? Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a perfect segue on to you are sponsoring an actual bodybuilding show. Yes. That's, I'm going to get that back up on the share. Screen oh, all again. right. All right. Mm -hmm. While you get it on share screen, I'll talk a little bit about it. Um, it is GBO Genesis. Mm -hmm. The promoter is Michael Gaetan. He is a competitor himself. He is a GBO pro and we teamed up together for, yes, there it is. Yeah. There's the posing clinic. There's James. James is a GBO pro. Tegan is there. 
there it's it's gonna be a good show it's one of the first shows of 2021 um mm -hmm. as you may know or your your listeners may know bodybuilding runs pretty much march through december and so it is one of the first shows in 2021 so i'm really excited to be a part of a part of his show and and to sponsor his athletes and whatever else he needs from me i was texting him before before we got on this call like okay how where are we are we eight we're eight weeks out we're eight weeks out um yeah march 20th gbo genesis check it out it's gonna nice. be a great show we will have a he will he will be having a pro category also pros win money so that that's pretty <laughs> nice. cool it's pretty cool nice. it's, it's truly an honor to be a part of to be a part of gbo genesis and to be a part of 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 this show Oh, that's exciting. How exciting. So I will definitely put the link to this in the show notes as well. So that's um, awesome. Yeah, that's exciting. I wish oh, yeah. I could be there for that one. I am looking, we have one of our first ones here in the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix is in February. And I'm actually oh, looking to see, hopefully they'll allow people in. Yeah, um, yeah. The National Bodybuilding Show. And so if they are, we're going down because my birthday is like right afterwards. And I'm like, it's oh, you gotta birthday. go. What? You, you gotta, gotta go. go. You gotta go. You have to go. You gotta go check it out. <laughs> so, and I was like telling, awesome. my, telling my boyfriend, I'm like, I want you to go because I want you to know what I'm going to go through and want you to know kind of a little bit what to expect. So I, yeah. I absolutely think um, how you asked me a question before about some, some advice. Mm -hmm. I think you're doing the exact, the right thing. Uh, one of the chapters in the book is called go to a show. And like I said, I tried to keep everything as simple and as on target as possible. It is just that, go to a show. I have mm -hmm. been in posing classes with athletes who are three weeks out from a show, four weeks out from a show who've never been to a show. And I say in the book, then what are you studying for? You don't know what you're studying for mm -hmm. if you've never been to a show. So if you even think about wanting to do a show, go and see go study. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yes. Yep. And I, I've been to one, but it was like several years ago. One of my, I had a personal trainer years ago and she was actually competing yeah. um, and she was like mm -hmm. 50 something. And I'm like, I have to go yeah. see her. This is yeah, just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, love so, it. I love it. But yeah, I'm like, I'm ready to go to another one. I need to get in there and just be surrounded by it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah, excited. It's exciting. It's, it's a really, it's, um, it's it's a definitely a high energy environment. I, yeah. I love I love bodybuilding shows. I don't sleep for a couple of days after. You know, I'm kind of just wired. You know, it's it's a it's a really cool environment. So I'm excited for March. Very excited right. for March. And you said that was March 20th. Yeah. March 20th in Austin, Austin, Texas, GBO Genesis. I so want to go to Austin. Okay. Come on over. <laughs> it's one of those that my boyfriend, he's like, we got to go. He goes, that's, you know, because I'm kind of a tree hugger hippie at heart. Um, I'm, oh, yeah. Northern oh, yeah. I'm like, I lived in Portland for a while. And so uh -huh. he's uh -huh. like, I got Austin. We got to go. And that's so the one time we planned last year, it just got blown up with COVID. So I'm like, okay, sure. we'll have to plan another time. Sure. I understand. Awesome. All right. I am going to go shift to a little bit more of a personal question with everything you got going on. You've got this book launch, which is awesome. And then you've, you've got the show coming up that's your sponsoring. How do you manage the stress and how do you take care of yourself through all this? 
how do I manage my stress and how do I take care of myself through all of this? Um, last year was quite a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I think just managing the shift in business, the world events, everything that was going on around me, I had to literally kind of unplug. Mm -hmm. That was my, once I realized things weren't gonna change in two weeks or three weeks, like the news said, I had to unplug. Like almost literally close the blinds, shut the doors, go in my room and just kind of sit with myself for a second and say, you know what? I I say to myself sometimes like, okay, you're you're still alive. So that's first. It's very basic check-in. You're still here. That means you still have work to do. Um, I try my best to keep things very, very simple. And that helped me. I'm an only child. And so a lot of stimulus really doesn't, I, I don't do very well with like a lot of things going on. So I think definitely, you know, like I said, closing the blinds, closing the doors, getting under the covers and just shutting down for a second to really figure out, okay, what's happening? A, you're okay but what's happening? And then what are you going to do? And so once I got a hold of that, it really came down to, okay, what can I control? I can control what I eat. I can control my attitude. My gym is in the garage. Like Mm -hmm. what, what, you know, I have to have some very difficult conversations with myself and say, okay, what are you doing? And what's the problem here? What, like, like, what do you, really, you're still alive. Your refrigerator is full. Your gym's in the garage. I almost had to give myself permission to go to say, okay, just start over because it was a starting over. And so I think specifically for my self-care, a lot of my self-care is mental. I will, I will say, I don't, um, you know, some people may hop in the shower and they feel great. You know, I, I, that's not really my thing. Mine is more mental, like a mental check-in, like you're still here. That means you still have work to do. And there are a few things you can control. So control. So, so, so do that. Keep it very tight um, and cook your meals, go work out, come do work, you know, and it helped me also in the self-care aspect to COVID kind of really simplified life in a lot of ways. Um, You know, like I said, it's kitchen garage work, (laughs) kitchen garage work. It really doesn't get much simpler than that. And for me that I I actually kind of found some solace in that and some like peace is saying everything is okay. And it's all right here. It's fine. I don't know if that answered your question. I love it. Yes. That's the, the tree, the tree hugger in me coming out. Like, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, self talk is huge. You had a kind of reality yeah. check. You just kind of had, yeah. okay, what's good? This is what's positive. This is what's going yeah. on. I know Absolutely. I did a podcast not too long ago about toxic positivity, but you still have to kind of sit back and see. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. This is okay. We're fine. That was a really you good know? podcast, by the way. I don't oh, know if you. your listeners watch that podcast. Y'all need to watch that podcast. And it's, I think one of the first things that your other guest said was like, acknowledge that it's not okay. Mm-hmm. And that was actually, I didn't, I didn't have a term for it at the time, but that was like, yeah, 
Like I had, like I said, I had to go in the room, shut the door, get under the blankets and say, this is not okay, but you know, I can still make this work. Yes. Well, thank you. Yes. I'm definitely going to have them on again. Um, we had yeah. some really good, <laughs> I love that one too. We're going to hit some more yeah. topics like that. Yeah, so. he was good. Awesome. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you have any, um, first of all, how yeah. can people find you? Oh, you can find me at the physiqueathlete.com. Mm-hmm. That is where you can find me. You can purchase the book on Amazon. You can also purchase it directly from my website. If you purchase it directly from my website, I do sign my copies. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And then you have an uh, Instagram account as yes. well. Oh, yes. I have oh. IG, The um, Physique Athlete, Facebook. and Facebook. Facebook. Yes. Because I found you on yes. Facebook as well. So, yes. Awesome. And I will have all that information in the show notes as well. So, awesome. All right. Anything left? Any final words you would like to leave our guest with? I would just say be patient with yourself, especially right now. Be patient with yourself and really think about what's best for you in the moment. Think about what's best for you and be patient with yourself and lift some weights. Nice. Nice. Love it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Ryan. I really enjoyed this. I would love to have you back again sometime and maybe talk a little bit more specific about certain types of like fitness areas. I would love to. Thank you for having me. Let's let's do it. All right. Everyone listening, have a great day. Thank you so much for joining and stay tuned for another awesome episode on the Body and Mind Strong podcast.